Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 2nd, 2019. Strong hand, offended by selling, value your wealth in Bitcoin, unconfiscatable, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. In motion, we're going to talk about that, deferral of gratification. All right, people, check out all the links below, disruptmeister.com, follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., Baltimore time, that's in Washington, D.C., Boston, the whole East Coast, Miami. Um, yeah, we're going to have this week in Bitcoin. Gabriel will be coming in from Venezuela. I spoke to him this morning. He's got a lot to say about what's going on in Venezuela. Uh, so this is going to be, you, you're reading about people who left Venezuela, what they have to say. This is going to be a guy who's in Venezuela. Also, the unnamed Venezuelan will be on the show. He's been on the show before. You know his name. We're not going to say his name um, because he doesn't want. Anyway, he will also be on the show. So two Venezuelans. And George in Colombia, the Dash Dude, he will be on the show. So it will be a South American show. We're going to talk a little bit of, you know, beyond Bitcoin because Venezuela's story is huge. But we'll talk about Bitcoin. And, of course, George will bring up Dash. So who knows what kind of things are going to be brought up tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's in Washington, D.C. It's also 10 a.m. in Caracas. And uh, what is that, 3 p.m. in... I don't even want to say what it is in London because I don't know what it is in London. But tune in tomorrow, guys. It is going to be legendary if both the unnamed Venezuelan and Gabriel will be. So, so two guys inside of Venezuela will be will be here. And it, you know, this is uh, you only get this kind of stuff here. Although anyone can invite these guys on their show, but uh, they don't. And anyone could interview them, but they don't. But Hey, that's the way supposedly the media is dying. Well, that's why the media is dying because people don't go out of there. They're not proactive. They don't reach out. They don't have the conviction to, to, to get a unique story like that. To, for me, fitting in is overrated. To them, they have to fit in. All those people have to fit in. They have the same old stories. You get different stuff here. There's no doubt about that. So with all of that in mind, here is a tweet from Yassin. Someone or other. And I'm just reading one more thing about that Venezuela thing. I said, yeah, okay. So if Bitcoin sales on Square Cash maintain current growth rates, then by the next Bitcoin halving, May 2020, roughly two Bitcoin will be purchased on Square for every new Bitcoin that is mined. Now, clearly, uh, the reports that have come up, out, Square is doing well. Square is doing where? Well, Square is getting Bitcoin into the hands of regular people, it looks like. And if they maintain this, that, I mean, that's that's an amazing statistic there that after the halving, that roughly, if they maintain their selling rate, and again, we don't know if that's going to happen, roughly two Bitcoin will be purchased on Square for every new Bitcoin that is mined. Well, again, we're, we're talking supply and demand here. They, 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 <laughs> they won't be producing enough Bitcoin for the uh, people buying on Square. And that's just Square. Hey, make your own calculations, people. Long-term thinking. Uh, that that should mean a lot to you, what I, what I just said. There. All right. Pound that like button. 
Chris Berninski. Berninski. He has a tweet. Uh, and this is the, it is a it's a graph, a chart that shows the evolution of terminology used by regulators from 2013 to 2019. And this is regulators, unfortunately, involved in the cryptocurrency space. And at first, they were using Bitcoin quite a bit. And they were also using uh, virtual currency. So when they made their boring announcements, we must do something to protect the people from Bitcoin and virtual currency. But nowadays, it's a lot of, they, they still say virtual currency. They say a lot of things. They say crypto assets. But starting in about 2017, they don't say Bitcoin anymore. Nope. They don't. They don't, they leave out that name. Meanwhile, you know, you, you go around the world, people, ask, they, Bitcoin is synonymous with cryptocurrency. Some people ask me, how do I buy the Litecoin version of Bitcoin? So the regulators don't want to say Bitcoin. It's understandable why they want to use a more generic term for a number of reasons. I mean, again, Bitcoin is different than all the other crypto assets. So maybe it's a, a compliment in a way, but uh, most likely they, you know, they don't want to give the, the big guy. Uh, they don't want to give the big guy the uh, the attention, and they're not. But people will find it. People will find it uh, on their own. So uh, I, I, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting graph to say the least. You can come up with your own uh, conclusions on why. I mean, I'm sure some regulators just want to make it as simple as possible. Crypto assets. Ugh. It's Bitcoin, people. You only need to get the Bitcoin. And no, they don't need to regulate it. Let them let them regulate the crypto assets, not the Bitcoin. All right. I, I don't want anybody to regulate anything, by the way. I, I'm not a I'm not a believer in that kind of thing, but that's a that's a whole nother discussion. Just wanted to clear that up. So there was uh there was an article today, and it was in a crypto publication. I don't know if any mainstream publications picked this up. Uh Breaking, I mean, again, it's a clickbait thing, so shame on them. It's linked to below. I'm not even going to say who it was. Breaking, ISIS used Bitcoin to fund horrific Sri Lanka Easter attacks, uh, research claims. Okay, so at least it wasn't picked up by, uh, you know, this is, this is typical FUD that the mainstream media uses. This is clickbait that a crypto uh, publication is using. So perhaps the mainstream will pick up on this. But I, I did a little bit of research and, you know, it does it, first of all, we all know that bad people are going to use Bitcoin. We can't stop them. We can't stop them from doing it. That's the beauty of Bitcoin. Okay. That, I mean, it's, that might scare a lot of people, might make a lot of people uncomfortable, but I can't stop my enemy from using Bitcoin. They can't stop me from using Bitcoin. Okay. Now the company's name is Whitestream, Blockstream Intelligence, experts in extracting knowledge from blockchains. Lovely uh, company. So uh, they, they did this research and you, and they don't have many followers. They're pretty new. I linked to their Twitter follow, their, tw their, tw their, their Twitter thread below, their Twitter handle, whatever you want to call it. And they're actually, they're based out of Israel and they claim that they've worked with the Israeli government. Maybe that's just a way to, to get legitimacy. I don't know. Um, they're going to be companies like this that, that track and per, per, perhaps they stumbled upon something here. Um, and maybe they're just using this as a way to promote their company. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I, this is like the second time I've seen this company mentioned. We will see, we will see how, uh, reliable they become 
Um, I, I mean, if that's your business, then yeah, you got to spread the FUD, I guess. Oh, we, we discovered uh, bad people using Bitcoin. Great. I mean, they want, they want clients to pay them to track people. What a business. What a business. But anyway, that's all. That's all linked to below. Extra, experts in extracting knowledge from blockchain. Kind of yicky. So Simon Dixon had his Tether uh, Bitfinex video today. I linked to it below. I did not have time to watch it yet. My buddy, Pirate Beachum, he, Beach Bum, excuse me, he uh, published the uh, Bear Market Diaries, the interview with me. It's linked to below. Check it out. It's really great. I retweeted it. If you're following me on TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter, you already saw that. Pound that like button. Hass McCook was interviewed by UK Bitcoin Master today. That went well. That is linked to below also. Okay, here is a Tour de Meester tweet. And it's about Fidelity Survey. And it's reminding us that the high caliber, the so-called high caliber investors, they're coming. They're coming. The people with money to blow, the people who are used to investing in all sorts of different things are coming. And you, you don't want to be the one saying, oh, I wish I got in before those high supposedly high caliber people. Fidelity Survey of 400 U.S. institutional investors. 22% already have exposure to digital assets, 47% view digital assets as having a place in their portfolios. Of those, 72% like likes beta funds, 57% would buy directly, and 57% would also go for digital asset VC equity funds. Okay, they want to get it in in every single way, and they're just waiting for an easy way, I guess. Uh, and yesterday's video. Uh, and, and you guys can ask questions. I forgot to say that at the beginning. Q&A. Maybe some of you are. All right, let me check here. Uh, Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, just he put it, he gave me a thumbs up. And uh, yeah, so yeah, you guys just say Bitcoin Meister in there. It'll turn orange and then I'll see your question if you have a question in the chat. So yeah, I've been, ask, I've been answering questions these last few days. And yesterday someone asked a question actually after I went off the air. And who was that that did that? That was Charlton, and he was like, he 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 knows that I am not going to sell my Bitcoin until at least after the 2020 halving. I have said that for many years, and there's no way that I would I would sell it uh, for for anything uh, before. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sell all of it after the Bitcoin halving. I hope to sell none of it after the Bitcoin halving. I just want to. You know, if I need something, I hopefully I'll be able to use my Bitcoin to buy something that I need. Okay, that I need. Hopefully there'll be there'll be no reason at all. But I just I say to everyone to get their hands strong. You know, don't think like uh, just just at least hold on to ask for the having. Live through a having. I've already lived through one. But he said he said, are you just wondering if you had a market cap in mind or what? Depends on how things go, I guess. Uh, and no, so I don't have a num. I don't. Obviously, it doesn't matter to me how much Bitcoin is uh, worth after the 2020 halving. That won't um, that won't make that won't trigger a, a sell. Okay, that's not gonna that's not gonna trigger a sell on that day. Well, if it's if it's 50k on that day, then I'm gonna sell a bunch. No, but a number that will be in my head at that point. This is this is how how wild I am in terms of holding. Probably the first number that's gonna pop into my head. On that day after the 2020 Bitcoin halving is 2024. 
I'll just start talking about the 2024, how, how I have to hang on to that, have to, how I have to hang on then to, 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 to begin. again. So um, we shall see. We will play it by ear. But at this point in, in time, I can't say, well, there's some magical number that will force me to sell on that day. No, there's not. That's I probably going to be like, how, how much longer I got to, I got to hold on to all of it until 2024. This has been such a, so, because again, I don't, I don't need it now. It's a savings account. It's a savings account. Now, again, there, there, there might come a, t a time where I, you know, instead of you know going from Airbnb to Airbnb in different country, maybe I'll just like have a, make a bigger financial commitment to one, like four different cities, whether that be some huge long-term rental, maybe I'll buy something, who, who knows? So then maybe then I will have to get, get cash out a little bit of a, uh, Bitcoin or use the Bitcoin. Hopefully, I'll just use the Bitcoin to buy an apartment or something. I mean, this is just a, this is going through my head right now. But in turn, I, I can't foresee something that I will need at that point. And again, if if you know if I want to give someone a present, a loved one a present, I can just give them some of my Bitcoin. So that's not cashing out uh, Bitcoin. But again, this is we're we're talking after 2020 having, and this is fun to it's fun to theorize about these type of things. Uh, but I'm the kind of guy. At this point, I want to I want to hang on even uh, even longer. I want to hang on even longer. I'll be I'll be the 2024 guy at that point. All right. So yeah, that's my number 2024. Andrew Yang is speaking at the consensus event next week in New York. Now again, this is a mainstream uh, event put on by CoinDesk. Cost a lot of money to go to. Would never go to it. It's in New York. New York is not very friendly toward uh, Bitcoin to say the least. <laughs> or toward tether, Ooh, pound that like button. But uh, no, I got to give Andrew Yang credit, man. Speaking at a cryptocurrency event, for those of you that don't know, he is running for president of the United States. He like tries to address every single issue. So uh, again, he's going to address Bitcoin and his thoughts on it. And he's he's had some points that are he doesn't say anything negative about it. And I, as I have predicted, you know, there, a lot of different clicks form in the Bitcoin space. Some are totally unhealthy. Some are kind of healthy, like all the meat eaters and everything. They're going to be like Yang lovers in, in, in the Bitcoin, uh, in, in our in our Bitcoin ecosystem. There's guys that are just hardcore Yang. And this is the first step right here. I I, I, I know I'm not like a, a Yangi or anything like that, but I it is news. So him speaking at an event will bring, it'll bring attention to Bitcoin. So that's good. That's good. Uh, Zach Bandera said, YouTube gives me one free super chat a month. So here you go. Thank you, man. Pound that like button, Zach. Thanks for the support, the $2. Uh, Baj Dohonik says, Bitcoin Meister, if Bitcoin went to zero in fiat value, do you think it would still be valuable as a form of money? No. Now, if it went to zero, there would be something horribly technically wrong with it. It, 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 and again, it's it's not going to zero, um, but if it did if it did go to zero, that means it, it totally failed. It it there's, it's hackable. Something is absolutely uh, uh, ludicrous with it, and then there'll be no more. There'll be that that that's the end right there. So no, if Bitcoin went to zero in fiat value, um, do you think it would? No, it would not 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 be valuable in in as a form of money. It it, it wouldn't be. It would be just some broken. Uh, It'd be a broken computer program of some sort. It would, nah. All right, but thank, thank you for that uh, question. Baj, is that if that's how you pronounce your name? Charlton says, Bitcoin Meister, love it. 210,000 blocks strong. You better believe it, dude. 
again, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that and that's the other thing. Great Charlton that you bring it up. That's another that's a huge that's another number that's gonna be in my head too. Because after that Bitcoin halving, I'm not I'm definitely not gonna be satisfied in any fiat way. In my the little fiat free corner of my mind, I'll still be thinking, I wanna see what this is gonna be worth in fiat. 210,000 blocks after the all-time high, which took place on um, on December 2017. So I will be like, I will start talking about November of 2021 probably. And but there there's still, there is a chance at that point that Bitcoin will be over $20,000 at the uh, Bitcoin halving. I'm not saying that. So it will have already eclipsed the all-time high. But I'll still be like, no, no, I got to see the, how true this 210,000 theory is. Uh, I I am. Wait, I, I am waiting until the uh, 200 uh, until uh, November of 2021, which is 210,000 blocks after uh, value your well value your time in blocks, value your time in halvings, 210k theory. Yes, and that's November of 2021 is 210,000 blocks after uh, December of 2017. Basically, rough, rough estimate there. So, and that's how that's how that's how I look at time and halvings and in two hundred ten thousand blocks. Uh, and yeah, so people talking about Tether still and how on Bitfinex because of Tether, there's a premium on, on Bitcoin. People were paying more for Bitcoin. I gotta say this, and and then you see Coinbase tweet out uh, how well a Coinbase related person kind of promote their stable coin uh, at the expense of what's going on supposedly with Tether. And it made me think, Tether, it is, it's going to stick around. It, despite all this turbulence, people stick with it because all the other stable coins offered you know, by Gemini, by Coinbase, by whoever, they, it involves KYC AML. People are willing to risk it with Tether because there is no uh, KYC AML. You can remain anonymous with Tether. Now, there's probably ways you can get uh, de-anonymized, but it isn't like the other ones. And that is, it is a selling point. It makes it unique. Now, I am not saying to get into stable coins. You shouldn't be trading, dudes. You should be talking about year 2021 and 2024 and 2020 having and all that stuff. But most people, they can't defer gratification. They're not savers. Oh well, and they they want to hear about stable coins. So there, there's my take. Um, the you know you you can play with the KYC ones, or you can. I mean, if you're if you're a guy out there, if you're if you're someone who mixes in that kind of stuff in the trading, do you want to tell Gemini who you are, or would you rather uh, do Tether and uh, just uh, roll the roll the dice supposedly and not and be anonymous? There you go. That that's its selling point to this very day. Thomas Scott in the uh, in the comments yesterday made a great observation, and it's part of my title today. I hope that Bcash and other alts continue marketing campaigns. It would sure help them. Sure, it would help them some, but if it will help Bitcoin more, uh, free advertisement for Bitcoin because people will find out about Bitcoin eventually. Some to the real deal maintain their okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Some some will obviously find out the hard way, they'll lose from the altcoins, but they will trickle into Bitcoin. Their losses are gain. Uh 
I agree with that, uh, Thomas Scott. Let the altcoins market themselves. People will find out about the altcoins. Some will stumble, but then many will get into Bitcoin. So it is indirect free marketing for Bitcoin. All those altcoins marketing themselves indirectly, it is free marketing for Bitcoin. So that is a positive take on that. I like that observation a lot. Speaking of altcoins, people are talking about Ethereum getting uh, closer to proof of stake, which just like reminds me that, and, and, and it will pump. It, even though proof of stake is probably not the best thing for Ethereum, um, it will pump. People will interpret it that way. It, it, the market will... <laughs> It will be dictated that this is the best thing for Ethereum. Good. Good luck. Maybe it is the best thing for Ethereum. And soon we'll hear about how those great friendly exchanges will let you stake your Ethereum on that on, on for, for you. That they'll stake the Ethereum for you if you keep your Ethereum on their exchanges. And then they'll report to the IRS how much Ethereum you made, and you'll have to pay your taxes in dollars. Looking forward to that one, dudes. Well, as a Bitcoin holder, as an as an observer of the whole situation, pound that like button. Hey, you know, do what you're gonna do, people. If you're gonna be in Ethereum, dudes, control your own private key. Okay, don't don't wait for all that to happen. What I just said. So many people are gonna fall into that scenario. This proof proof of stake Ethereum. Uh, here is and finally, this is a, an an in motion idea. I was sent by Guy Bennett. He he found this on Twitter. Thank you, Guy. Uh, idea, Bitcoin technician, come into your house and set up your Bitcoin and Lightning node. Cold storage, apps, etc., can be on call for support. Yeah, that's like a real life in person. You got to go touch people job that deals with Bitcoin. There's still people today that, ha that have people come set up their computers for them, so install software for them. There are people that are over 60 that need help with that. You better believe there are going to be people that are over 50, over 45, over maybe over 30 that, that would just be like, I'll just pay some dude to set up, give me a, the whole Bitcoin shebang. And they'll just come into my house, set it up. I'll pay them. That's it. And again, that unfortunately, there'll be scammers who do that. They'll like set up systems that'll like send all your Bitcoin to people. So make sure you use a reputable Bitcoin technician. Or should I say, if you're thinking about being a Bitcoin technician, be a reputable person. Don't be a scammer. Uh, that's it. Tomorrow's show is at 10 a.m. Baltimore time. That's on the East Coast. You can figure out what that is in your in your home country. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this Rep Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, share this video, pound that like button, bang that bell button, click on those squares to see my most recent shows and check out the links for my most recent shows. And thanks for the support, dudes. I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Bitcoin coin to the moon.com you can get this shirt there and other shirts are also linked to below